It's official. <laughs> so your your look your lighting looks kind of dim. Is that just because the natural light changes? There we go. Okay. Yeah, it is. In the afternoon, I have a west-facing window in my studio. Yeah. And then the light will come in as the sun sets. And then it's really bright. Mm -hmm. And the plants are like, ah, get me out of the sun. <laughs> get me again out. It's too much. After an hour or so, yeah. yeah. I got to water them. Yeah, that's how cool my life is, Paul. I talk about my plants. <laughs> hey, it's good that you have plants. I have one plant that's it broke off of another plant. I put it in a vase, vase, whatever, and set it in the window, and it's just kind of hanging out. It took root. It, it's growing, or it's grown. Well, you know, you put a plant in <clears throat> water and give it some sunlight. It's good. I haven't converted it to actually pot life yet. Mm. Um, that's just me. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> hey, speaking of plants, so um, my my one plant is a mint plant. Uh huh. And it's been, it grows like a weed. I mean, if, if, if you get it going. Mm -hmm. And so now part of what I do is I, I take, I take mint leaves. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. And um, I'll put them in my tea. Wait a minute. So you have a, you basically, does your plant have a name? No, I haven't named my plants. I, I grew a pot plant. I, I grew a marijuana plant once. Mm -hmm. um, okay. When I was like 21 or two or something, and I named it Rama after this Las Vegas ex exotic dancer <laughs> that I tried to help pick up. And speaking of, we were talking earlier about stories of, <laughs> I was just basically begging her to go back to my room with me. <laughs> it was just, it was the most pathetic. I was 20. Uh, I was 20. I was, I was, I shouldn't even have been in these casinos, but I had a fake ID. Okay. Yeah. Continue. And I wore, and I wore a, what was a pretty nice Kenneth Cole suit. Mm -hmm. I, I, I splurged on a suit. And so I remember just walking into these casinos and they didn't even ask me. And I had a buddy who was with me. See, we used to work for this mortgage company <laughs> and, and, and uh, this was when I dropped out of college and I was in my, you know, worst drinking mm -hmm. and, doing drugs and stuff and um but we worked for this mortgage company and back in 2003 or so that was like the original mortgage explosion mm -hmm. where rates were at historic lows which somehow has just continued but um back then it was pretty new that rates were super duper low so people were refinancing and yet all these mortgage refinance upstart companies these little whatever hole in the walls although ours was like the best hole in the wall you know we had a nice brick big brick building of our own and you know we had some prestige and so we were in the marketing side telemarketing mm -hmm. calling homeowners you know back when everyone had landlines yeah and um business was great so we we got all these bonus checks and i was 20 and i remember my best month was like seven grand Damn, and I was, okay. I was like, oh my God. And I'm 20 <laughs> and I'm just thinking I'm, you know, I thought I was Good. rich. So I like, and, and I acted like I was rich too. Like, and I don't mean like the cool rich where you're like still eating at Denny's and it doesn't, you know, still driving a 19, you know, 85 pickup or whatever, being modest right. about it. I mean like the asshole. Um, it's just. Was your hair Gordon Gecko slick back? Please tell me it was. <sighs> Pat Riley? No, I, I, I didn't go that far. I probably had short hair, but but I bought this black 
suit that had this great material and um and then we i i, I want to we me and john big, big john want a trip to la <laughs> and so i'm like i'm 20 but whatever i go out there mm-hmm. and i wear that suit and i just walk into these casinos and they don't even stop me wait wait, la or las vegas las vegas i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry las vegas i've been saying la haven't i um it's vegas it's vegas and you have to be 21 i believe to gamble i think 21 to gamble because they just give you drinks at the tables and um but I just walk in and start gambling and they don't even stop me. And I'm 20. I look like I'm 16. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. My friend though, he's, he's, he's a big dude. Just kind of, he's hanging out with me. He's like in this John Randall, Minnesota Vikings no. jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wearing like jean shorts or something. Just, oh looks, my like, God. just yeah. looks real oafy. Just kind of yeah. hanging out. And um, they stop him and he's 26. Because the jersey, man, if you dress, dress, look the part, you know, act as if. So there's this one bar where these bartenders, this is like in Caesar's Palace, and these bartenders are the real deal. They, I mean, the stuff they're doing with glasses and bottles and flipping and, I mean, it's nuts. Like the number of bottles, it's like, it's one of those situations where you think if they have an accident, they're going to break 30 glasses or whatever. I mean, they've got like so many glasses stacked on each other and just and it's nuts i don't know how they even this you know it's an art and i don't know how they pick it up or where they learn it or whatever but man they must just be practicing tricks during their daytime but yeah so they're doing that and means and and at this bar there are two large like white um but maybe it's green maybe it's purple like there's just like this flowing light mm-hmm. on these two tall white rectangles yeah and behind them are exotic dancers. So you see their black silhouettes. You just see their silhouettes okay. dancing the whole time. And there's two on, and I meet one of these women after she's done dancing. How, wait, how old do you think she was? How old do you think she was? It's hard to say now, cause I was so darn young, but maybe she's like 24, 26. Okay. I, I don't even know. Um, uh, yeah so i wanted to come, imagine like a woman in her 40s who's kind of just you know a lifer but but still hot just whatever like a true veteran of the game you know and you're this young padawan that's a wrong maybe she was 30 I, I i don't know it's hard to say she Let's was black, black she, was, she was black and black don't crack right oh there you so, go okay then she yep. was at least she was at least 52 then so 52 <laughs> 20 go yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I get to talking to her and I don't know. I mean, I, I have no game and I'm drunk. So I'm probably just like, you're really good at dancing or something stupid <laughs> like that. And um, whatever. I'm not ugly and I have a nice suit. Mm-hmm. So I'll talk to this joker. Yeah. Him and although I'm I'm one of a thousand guys, you know, that that she talks to like this. But mm-hmm. whatever. I don't know how it comes up, but I'm like, you should come up to my room with me. And um, I don't know. Oh, come on. And, and basically, that's the conversation we have for like 45 minutes. I mean, it's just maybe I bring it up every once in a while. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the sappiest, lamest. I feel bad I put her in that spot just because if she looks back, she's like, why was I talking to such losers? No. You know, why was I even entertaining this guy? You know, whatever. Um, 
And my friend John was like, oh man, you almost had her. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, oh. And so whatever. We 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 come back and um um gosh, I remember gambling at a single deck blackjack. Mm-hmm. And in that they let you look at both your cards under, which is cool. And then I'd get like 21s and I'd flip them over and be like, blackjack you know and i was all showy about it and i would also split my tens which in blackjack is a no-no no you split aces you don't split tens i was splitting my tens because i got oh because because if you have a 10 that's awesome and I'm like, let me just split it. And then I have two awesomes. You had, you split a 20. You basically, I made a joke earlier. I broke, about I broke a win. About I broke me, a win. Yeah. yeah me, uh, what, what is it? Snatching victory from the, sh- snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Wait, mm-hmm. wait that's not right. Is that, that's it, right? That is it. I actually, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But how I, I like the, hitting on 19, I was joking earlier, but you were doing something equal, not as bad, but splitting yeah. you had a 20. Yeah. You had a win. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I had a win, and I was splitting my twenty, my, my tens, and and then I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get a third ten. I can split those, and that happened occasionally. No way. But people at the table, because people who know how to play, they hate people who do do the silly yes, stuff like that. So. Yes, that's what I found out, and I thought, what do you care what I do? It's all random. Mm-hmm. But man, they did not. It's not. It's they not did random. not. Um, they were not. Um, uh, apathetic to what I did they cared a lot and so when I split my tens I'd get like head shakes mm-hmm. I'd hear like Phew. yeah you know, I see people do that I'm like about me what, what are you you know I was so confused um especially with single deck because I mean you, you the very anyway I, I don't know blackjack but I <laughs> just imagine anyway. your reactions uh-oh yeah. anyway um one of those mint leaves got me yeah um but- it's funny you you, you had the way you, you you describe that. <clears throat> I mean, I've had a couple of times in my life when I've had those. Wait, okay, what was the what was the woman's name that you're talking to? I'll quickly finish. So, oh, yeah. go ahead. Her name is Rama. At least that was her stage name. Rama. And so I got back from the trip, and um, I had a pot, a literal pot, and mm-hmm. I started growing a marijuana plant in there. My friend had a seed, had some seeds you ordered. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that all worked back then, but I got, I, I started planting it, it sprouted, and we named the plant Rama. Rama, Rama, the strain of Rama. That's, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So did you smoke Rama? It, it started to grow buds. Mm-hmm. It started to grow the white, hairs mm-hmm. um my friend chris who gave me the seed he also was like yeah, that's a pretty good looking plant he knew a lot about growing weed but he was so controlling or so involved or you know how it's like someone can't leave something alone and they just keep messing with it until they make it worse yeah well he brought over some like nitrogen mix or something some chemicals and he put it in there and it killed it yeah and that was after it was like already like two feet tall what okay. and starting to bud yeah so i was like this thing is dead it ain't coming back so we cut off the little baby buds and we smoked those but it wasn't what was it would you say was it more enjoyable than your experience with the real rhema or was it which one was got you higher or lower 
You know what? I have I have no story around smoking Rima. Uh, it was very uneventful, and I'm sure the 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 weed we had on hand was much better. So yeah. that was that was an uneventful thing. Whereas now I have a lovely story to share with you in the world about trying to pick up a silhouette exotic dancer. <laughs> yes. You've come a long way, Brandon. Come a long way. I share those stories not in any kind of I share them as that was the old me the um, or at least a former me uh, and long former that's 20 years ago now Mm -hmm. that is is exactly the halfway point of where I'm at now at 40 Um, and I haven't had a drink for 16 years and I put mint in my herbal tea Mm -hmm. and I'm still pretty caffeine free that did change Mm. i had a cup of coffee last week because i was feeling like ass because of the shot it it it, it got to me like two or three days later okay and i was just uncomfortable i didn't sleep well i was fidgety at night my head hurt Mm -hmm. and um i thought it was something else i switched up this medication but i think it was the shot now and so now I'm nervous for the next one, Paul, which is a week from today. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I think when I was, um, I rem- I've never really been a big adrenaline junkie, just not part of me. Adrenaline kind of, some people get adrenaline in their system and it focuses them. Me, it mm-hmm. clusters me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've never been an adrenaline junkie, <clears throat> but I remember being um, specifically, I think it was after my senior high school, I was on a church trip to Kansas City. We went to Worlds of Fun, the amusement park there. And I'd never ridden a ro- I never rode a roller coaster. I've never been on one because I'm not an adrenaline junkie. And that stuff is not, I don't enjoy it. But everybody was riding them. And I remember seeing girls and kids younger than me and everybody on them. And I thought, well, I guess if they can do it, mm-hmm. I can do it. So I did it. I remember the first time I first roller coaster I rode was called the Timberwolf. It was this old wooden thing. But I rode it because I looked around. I thought, well, if they can do it, shit, I can do it. And I did it. And I probably enjoyed it a little bit. You know, wasn't Jones in the game. But anyway, so when I look at situations that might be a little uncomfortable, I, I look at all the people who are doing it, who have done it. Like, well, mm. they did it. I'll be I right. see. I'll I be see. Right. Yeah, they didn't know where I was going with that. But I was like, yeah. So you'll take it and maybe you'll feel a little whatever. Maybe you'll need a cup of coffee, but you'll, you'll be all right. Right. You know, I'm sure I'll be fine given the numbers of people that have taken it and are fine. When you go through it though, it's none of that is really that um, meaningful. <laughs> you well, know, if, you, if, 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 if you're shivering and suffering, it's like, it's hard to think about the context of, Hey, it'll, it'll be all right. It'll pass. Others have, everyone else has, so many others have done this. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll be immune for a while after this. Da, 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 da. It's hard to think of that. It, it gets me off my game. And, and then I do drink a cup of coffee and I know that sounds like not a big deal, but I don't know. It changes my psychology up and I'm, I'm less present. I'm less just me, uh, less authentic more kind of run, 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 more scattered. Maybe. And maybe it's just not, not fun to experience. And then it sucks to not have coffee the next day when I really want it to get off of it again. 
because it's and it's not a it's not a physical thing. It's a it's a mental thing. Like even I woke up this morning, and I was groggy, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna run to the gas station. Right. I mean, I just I just can't help it because I don't have a coffee maker. Oh, but and, you know what? Isn't isn't aren't all? I mean, look, there's there's a range of there's twenty year old Brandon, there's forty year old Brandon, there's caffeinated Brandon, there's not caffeinated Brandon. Like yeah. all of it. Like there's not just one. Sometimes I think that, like, I feel really, I'll get in the zone of creativity and I'm like, this was awesome. But that's just a small window. And eventually, the, I'm going to run, that tank's going to end. And yeah. I've got to hit the down cycle where I'm just kind of blah. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, everything is kind of, it's all, our, we are this wave that's constantly kind of changing. And it's it's sick. That's true. But you that's can't true. be on it at all times. So speaking of something that uh, kind of, you 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 when you get when you're in the situation it's different than talking about being in the situation but so earlier this week i was mowing the yard and i was just doing it in the morning because i just kind of want to get it done before it got too hot so i'm mowing the yard and i'm on the side of the house and i hit something with the lawnmower and there's this loud noise but i realized okay it's just something on the ground and then all of a sudden I swear to God, I, something hit me in the back of the head and I've, I, I never experienced this sensation before it hits me and I'm just like frozen. The lawnmower is going and I'm just like, what the, what ended up happening is there's a nest of wasps overhead and on my house that I didn't even notice. So I don't know if the loud noise triggered it or just the lawnmower, but anyway, a wasp stung me in the back of my head. I've never been stung before. And mm. the pain and the jarringness of it, I remember just in that moment, like, what, did I get shot? What happened? So I stopped the lawnmower and then I kind of realized there's, I probably got stung by something. Um, but then I go inside and I'm just kind of thinking, okay, here's, here's what's going to happen. Either this is just something that happens all the time and it's going to hurt for a little while and I'm going to be fine or I'm going to go into anaphylactic shock and die. Like I got basically two options. One is uncomfortable. One at the end, I guess it's not all that uncomfortable. <laughs> it's the end of, but anyway, but I thought probably I'm going to be okay. But I'm going to go inside and I'm going to have my phone. I'm going to just sit here and hopefully the pain subsides, but probably for about 10 minutes, I was in this just out of, out of sorts pain that was just confusing, but then it subsided and I put some, I took a Benadryl and put some Neosporin on, I don't know. And you know, by the oh, end of the day, no I, joke. I was fine, but it was such a because I think too, just the location. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just not a lot of padding there. It's just that's whatever. the Matrix location. Yes, it's like maybe I'm plug you in. Yeah, I got the wasp pill. Did you feel? Did you feel part wasp the next day? I, well, I mean, I did fly to work. Does that mean anything? No. Uh, I anyway, but I think that so. I put it in the context of it's going to hurt, mm. but I'm going to be all right. Or it's going to hurt, I'm going to die. And I was all right. And so with you, you're going to get your second shot and you might feel nothing. It might hurt or you might die. There you go. Just just feel confident that one of those three things will happen. And at a, lot the end of the emotions, it, a lot of the emotions around it are window dressing that aren't necessary. Yeah, I mean, like, it's all right. You know, you'll be fine. Um, oh, shit. I had one more part of that I was going to say. Anyway, I don't remember. But anyway, 
Yeah. Well, I, had, I had a theory. I had a plan. Well, I had a specific plan when I got vaccinated, what I was going to do. And I, it didn't start this way, but it kind of, so I got vaccinated. I, I drove up to Oklahoma City to this OU Children's Medical Center. Got it there. So I was in the city, which is about a 20 minute drive from our, from Norman, from the suburb where I'm at. Uh, and I, I got down, and I thought, you know, I'm kind of hungry and there's a Thunder game on. I'll just go to the bar because uh, things were open, open and enough with masks. It was mask regulation. So I you know, wore a mask into this bar, a restaurant, but I sat at the bar and I had a beer and I had some food. And then I thought, you know, the symptoms of this, uh, of, of the after effects of getting vaccinated kind of re- sound kind of almost like you're hungover. I'm pretty comfortable. I'm pretty familiar with that sensation. Mm-hmm. I thought, well, maybe I'll just drink a little bit. And in the morning, I'll either have some fallout from the vaccine or I'll be hungover, but whatever. So uh, I just went with the, I'm going to call it a hangover route. So the rest of the day, I could be drinking. And so, and I didn't get too crazy. Um, but the second, the second shot, I, I purposely, I was like, you know, fuck this. I'm going to get this shot. I'm going to go to Norman and I'm going to go hang out. And so I think both times I went drinking after getting the shot. And the next day I woke up a little, little off, but I was familiar with the off and just kind of proceeded. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I had any after uh, any symptoms or side effects from the shot. I just know I woke up a little hungover and that was mm. okay for me. But yeah, that's not an option for you. So that's one strategy. Yeah. I thought, Hey, I'm going to lean into this thing. You know, I'm going to yeah, yeah. feel shitty. I'm going to have fun getting there. You know, how do you respond now to talk of needing a third shot? Hey man, sign me up. I was actually looking um, at Walgreens to see when I get my mom, my 80 year old mom, her shot, but I don't think they're available yet, but I'm just going to take her down, take her, uh, take her down to wherever I can get it mm-hmm. and move on. Just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you know, speaking of, she's, my mom calls me every day around 10 o'clock. Actually, let's see, let me, let me see if I can get this on. Hey mom. Hey mom, how's your day going? It's going pretty good. How you doing? I'm okay. I just called to let you know that I'm getting ready to hop in the shower in case you called and didn't get an answer, okay? Okay, Ma. Well, thanks for letting me know. I appreciate it. Okay, honey. You take care now. Okay, you too. All righty. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, so she's got this old school mentality that she used to take the phone off the hook when she got in the shower because she never she never got call waiting. Never got call waiting, never whatever. She got an answering machine at some point. But anyway... She takes off the hook so that there would be a busy signal so people would know that she's she's or think she's on the line or something's mm-hmm. going on. She's, she's doing mm-hmm. something. It's not that she, it just rings and rings and doesn't pick up because there's something wrong. So she yeah. instead of taking off the hook, she calls and lets me know because you can't do that anymore. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. Getting a call in the shower back then. Yeah, well, because if it butt. rings and rings, then I'm going to yeah. wonder what's up. Wonder where she Guess is. Guess they're not home. Not home, but something happened. So she calls yeah. me, lets me know that if I call in this little window, she doesn't pick up because she's in the shower. But yeah, every day, I should say six out of seven days, she'll call. Sometimes she'll call me and say, uh, just want to like I'm out of the shower. <laughs> the logic in that doesn't really track. But either way, I, I like, okay, thanks, Ma. You know? It's a pattern she's established in her life and she just, in her years, just runs with it. Yeah, and I mean, her memory is pretty. Her short-term memory is pretty bad. So anytime I I see her number pop up, I'm happy to like. Okay, well, she's she's good. It's there's a, mm. there's a routine and a repetition mm-hmm. that she still got. So I take it, even though I could be in the middle of something, you know, and I see this call thinking, oh, damn. 
why it? But I'm like, you know, but that's a good thing. She's calling me. Mm-hmm. She's, mm-hmm. she's whatever. So anyway, that was uh, Mama Nora. So anyway. Well, maybe we'll have her a reoccurring guest. <laughs> if we do the calls at this time at 10 in the morning, I can guarantee you that, that we will have recurring uh, Nora calls. About this the is the first time we've recorded this early. Yeah. Yeah. So if we do it now or we do it in the afternoon around 4.30, she'll call and ask me if I'm bringing mm-hmm. her something for dinner. And I'll say no. And she's like, I didn't, th- I didn't think so. I've got one of these dinners. I'll just heat them up. I'm like, okay, mom, thanks. So, you know, those are the two, two kind of patterns. Do you, um, so does she go out or do you shop for her and all that? Everything. She doesn't leave the place. She has, she's left. So she lives in my guest house, which is its own functional. It's got its own kitchen, bathroom, all stuff. No, she doesn't leave the house unless it's a doctor's appointment or something, you know, she, and she's completely good. Just being inside, like, I love being outside. I can't be inside too long. She's the opposite. I mean, she literally could has spent the last two and a half years in her place. And COVID did affect it, but we weren't going anywhere anyway. So it was just kind of another day for her. She doesn't want to go outside for a walk or something? Nothing. She's like, she, I, I joke that she's a vampire, you know, but uh, that would make me a day walker. I think that's a term. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she's she has no... She, as long as she has, as long as the cable's gone, I mean, she'll read the paper in the morning. She'll watch news and sports all day, and she's completely good with it. Completely good. Mm. Yeah. Does she ever have visitors? No, Mm-mm. no, because she lives. We're living in Norman, which we don't. She doesn't have any any people here, and most of the people that she was close with, tight with, they're just not around anymore, or they were out of state anyway. So mm. she doesn't really have the people that she's super tight with. So she. She is good. So I'll pop over there. We'll watch Will of Fortune every now and then or a game or something. And that's the extent. She's she's good. She's one of those. She's hardwired a house cat. And now she's mm-hmm. going to be able to, to, to enjoy that existence. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, God bless you. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So what, what, what are we? <laughs> we have serpentine through uh, some random stuff. Um, yeah. Wait, say the say the stripper's name again, or the the dancer's name again. Yeah, I don't know if she's stripped. She might have. There might have been yeah. like it might have been clothing removal, and you get to see like the the string, mm-hmm. you know, bikini kind of thing hanging in her hand. And then I don't remember yeah, that exactly. Behind behind the behind the screen, you could be I mean be naked, and it's not even I mean it's just art. Right, it's not really stripping, but the silhouette. Yeah, you see um, you see the silhouette. You know she's naked, but. Um, yeah, you don't see her yeah. in the flesh. Yeah. What was her name? That's what. Rayma. Rayma. That's it. Rayma. Rayma. Okay. Uh, yeah, unique name. I hadn't heard it before or since. Are you gonna have a? That's kind of the. Uh, remember the this show or the musical, whatever. Little Shop of Horrors. I never saw it, but I no. know. No. Okay. Well, the, at the end, they name a little baby plant after one of the girl, the women in the show Audrey, I believe. So they named the little plant Audrey. So there's Audrey one and Audrey two. And I think, so you're gonna have a Rima, Rima, Rima two ever? You gonna go that route? I don't know. If I'm inspired to, mm-hmm. I can promise you one thing, if I have a daughter, I, I will not re- name her that. Just <laughs> even if the name is perfect for her, it won't be that. I don't just, know. Because of this, just because of the origin story. Yeah, I don't know how it could, could ever be perfect uh, based on how it started. Um, yeah, well, I mean, like, she looks like a Rayma. Yeah. Or if, uh, or if the mother loves the name or whatever. It's like, I'm yeah. sorry, it just doesn't, it's not going to work. 
I don't want to look at my daughter and think of that 20 year old doofus Brandon and then think, Oh, there's going to be all these 20 year old doofus Brandons when she goes to college. Shoot. Yeah. Well, you know, see, this is kind of the, the chicken or the egg kind of thing where with names, sometimes people get given a name and they almost have to be what that name, they have to be that name. There's a great chapter in Freakonomics about that. Is there like, what's the jump off point? What's the premise of it? Well, one, that names are um, class, classist in in, in that um, you put IST after something and you think it's going to be derogatory, but I just mean it's, 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 it's of the class system. It's, it's classist. Like it's, you're an, you're an optimist. It's, it's, yeah. it's, of, it's, it's got the, 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 the quality of that thing. So it's a, it's, it's like class. Um, the upper class will start by naming their kids like Madison yeah, or Caden or something like that. And then it'll trickle down to the middle and lower classes. Mm-hmm. So they, 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 um, they saw that and how they looked at uh, socioeconomic status Mm-hmm. And wealthy families started naming their kids something Mackenzie or, you know, something yeah. that was a little unorthodox in like the nineties or something. And then, or in the eighties and, um, and then suddenly middle-class families were doing it a decade later. Yeah. And then suddenly, yeah. you know, lower-class families wanted to have Madison's. So right. So, it, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, so that's one thing they noticed. And then they talked about ethnic names, like why black people have uh, Lavarius or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Names that sound black. They talked about that. That, that might've been in the Freakonomics episode of, on TV. They had a, they had a video episode too. And then they interviewed people of like, what's a black name? And then they're like, well, honestly, it's this, or this, and this. So mm-hmm. they mentioned that aspect, but then they said like living up to, so if you're named something yeah. prestigious, like King or Prince I have a friend, or named, or a friend who named their kid Kingston. And I always thought that's a name to live up to, you know, Kingston. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ver- versus if you name the kid Kingston versus Steve, I think there's just somehow an, an inherent expectation, uh, different expectations for that. And maybe it's just more of a sign. It's actually probably more of a sign of expectation from the parent, right? I think the sure. parents are, parents don't name a kid Kingston and want him to just be a high school gym teacher nothing wrong with that but i've met a lot of very difficult struggling kids with really cool names though yeah you know like destiny or or something and then and then you know they're they're having a tough time yeah Yeah. so it's it doesn't always work obviously but but there's something to it in fact this is where i wish we had a we had a jamie uh you know for our podcast but Mm -hmm. I want to say a parent named their kids. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. And I, this is so outrageous. You almost have to think it is fake, but a parent named his twins or two kids. Uh, maybe they weren't twins, but one was named winner and one was named loser. So, and then, the, and, and they went on to have very different lives. I would imagine that. Well, so which one is there a define of like a better life or a better more successful i don't i i don't want to i don't like spending too much time looking stuff up while we talk because it just takes away the energy but i will i will look this up well while you look that up let me tell you i'll tell you about the, my favorite name and I, i've said this different times to people because it stayed with me and i think it's the coolest thing ever 
Um, so back back when I was in high school, I was probably a freshman or so, sophomore, probably. I think I was I wasn't playing football, but I mean I was playing football, but I wasn't actually playing. I was on the team. Let me interrupt one second. Yes. yes. I typed in name their child on Google. Mm-hmm. And guess what the first response is? Winner. <laughs> Loser. Good guess. Name their child COVID. I, I thought of that. I thought someone's going to name their kid COVID. And they sure have, enough, they have triplets like COVID, Corona, and Delta. I heard of some Indian couple naming their kids COVID and Corona. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're realistic names if you didn't have the context around it. No, but I don't know why you'd name it a realistic it. name. COVID? I get Corona, but not, not I mean, but COVID sounds like David, it, I, I thought. COVID. Variant and Delta, the dog and cat. Robert Lane, a black father who's who named one of his sons winner and the other loser. I guess this is a, a real story. It, I mean, nothing should surprise us. Although loser wins and brother winner loses. See, somebody's trying to be too clever with the, with the words now. The unbelievable story of two brothers named Winner and Loser. So I guess it's real. Yeah. And Loser went to prep school, graduated from Lafayette College in Pennsylvania, and joined the New York Police Department, where he eventually made sergeant. And changed his freaking name. What about his middle name? Greg or something, hopefully. That is so weird that he did that. The dad. Well, it's, it, he was doing an experiment, but you figure at a certain point, when the kid becomes aware yeah, of the name, there'd be a... a, a problem with that you know it, that he would kind of feel like an asshole i guess it breaks the mold i don't know there's there's a it's it's a great topic that's it's one for a, a a show like stuff you should know or free economics where they like to talk about interesting aspects of different things like yeah. whatever and in this case names is a great topic because celebrity names right like Frank Zappa named his kid, one of his, like, Dweezil. Dweezil, yeah. Moon Unit. Well, think about P- Punky Brewster. Her name is Solio Moonfry. Like, okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Solio Moonfry. I remember that from, yeah. Uh, the, only, like, the only rule I have about names if I have children is I want to have them be, I don't want them to be common. But I don't want them to be. That's crazy. the problem. That's the problem. See, um, the not having wanting to name someone a non like that's a that's a, a I think that's a bad jump off point because then you start mm-hmm. just exploring odd mm-hmm. names that could be. If they're odd to you, then they're odd to everybody, and nobody's gonna know how to say the name. It's, think about this. I've had not, not odd to everyone. Just just maybe maybe. Classic, conventional, but not common. So I like I like the name William. Okay, that doesn't fit what you just said. That's a very Bill William. That's the most. That's a, as basic as as you get, isn't it? There's not a lot of Williams, are there? Well, okay. I don't. I don't mean a lot of Williams. No, I, I don't either. But it's a name that's very no. Well, because like okay, for for instance, Brandon and Paul. Neither one of us has had to really do a whole lot of correcting. You know, on spelling or how to say people it. say, "Oh, Brendan or Brandon." You, you can have a little more variance with Brendan, but it's still Brandon, Brendan, Paul. I get no, no problems. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You also fall into the thing with naming somebody Tara 
what people call Atara, Atara Terra. Like that's a situation where a, somebody with that name their whole life, they're correcting or they're not, or they're just whatever. I think that the best names are the best names are the ones that just don't take explanation. They're just kind sure. of, because they're just, they allow you to define them. There's not a whole lot of, mm-hmm. oh, oh, so, so the story I was going to say quickly, yeah, please. the name, the coolest name I've ever heard of. It's, it's cool on its own, but contextually it's even cooler. So in Oklahoma football, high school football is a big deal. There is a school in Tulsa, uh, it's a suburb of Tulsa called Jinx, J-E-N-K-S, Jinx, Oklahoma. And they're just all, t- they've been 30 years, they've been just one of the predominant programs. Anyway, it's in this rich white suburb of Tulsa, and it's usually all white dudes and you have four or five black guys who at the skill positions, right? But this is back in the 90s. And you have this school that's in this rich suburb, and they had they had this receiver who was an all-state receiver, black dude, right? And he's going to Jinx, he's a and he's all-state, he's a badass. And his name, I remember this. I mean, I, I was a sophomore, and I remember this dude's name. His name was Sir Avington. Hmm. This black dude who's a badass at football p- playing for this rich white school that's only got a handful of black people and you know that everybody not everybody but it's it's there's a lot going on in that school from a race racial dynamic standpoint that's not good for black people and this dude strolls in as just a badass and he's named sir s-i-r that's his first name sir sir avington so this dude's parents at some point said you know what i'm naming my kids we're naming our kids sir and he's gonna go to this rich anyway his whole life having grownups call him sir had to have some sort of yeah. effect, you know, like mm. I don't know. It, it's, it's a, the best version of a funky name I've ever heard of, you know, and it's just in the last name too, Abington. It's like yeah. a knight. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, 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 that's a unique name that would help your resume potentially. Exactly. But th- I mean, who knows where this dude ended up? He's probably out. Who knows? I'm not going to, but at that point he couldn't have been any more like, Middle fingers up to everybody. Like I'm gonna go to this school. Well I'm played, badass, and I'm gonna have the coolest name and whatever. So. Well, I'm gonna break my Google rule again, Paul. Uh huh. I'm gonna look up Sir Abington. Sir Abington. Okay. I, I don't even. Uh, I'm. Hmm. Yeah, I don't even know how. I, I mean, it's such a unique name, but. Well, there's a PhD. Well. <laughs> Sir Avington and his mother spent 63 hours in labor. By the time baby Sir was born, she was so tired. Well, this was in 19, I, 2019, I guess, um, I guess there was a, I guess there's a new, a new Sir Avington, a new Sir Avington in Tulsa. Okay. Well, that, then that's gotta be. Well, um, so there's, there's a Sir Avington PhD. Yeah. On LinkedIn. Black guy? You know, no photo. Yeah. Um, military veteran, college professor in the, the DC Baltimore area. He spent he spent some time working at UPS. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This is you yeah, see the reason I never looked this up, right? Here's another Sir Abington on Twitter. I'll see if he has a photo. 
Okay, he, he's a black dude, Sir Avington. He doesn't have any followers and he doesn't tweet it at all. So yeah. he looks really young too. So I don't think that's right if if he's in our generation. Nah, yeah, he's been a couple years older than me. So mid, mid 40s. All right. Well, anyway, there's a few Sir Abingtons out there now. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, you know, anyway, I, I always joke that if I had a kept name Sir, just because it's, it's, I mean, it's, I wouldn't, but it's a badass name. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not an easy decision. Um, I don't know. How, I don't know. How parents come. How parents ever decide? It's. I don't know. Maybe to them it's not that big a deal. Whatever comes in, of, and then and then go with it. People there are. There's uh, someone I uh, was asking the other day about her, her middle name is uh, Ann and it's spelled A N, and I was like A N Y A N and she didn't know and she just had never asked her parents. So I was like, well, okay, well, I guess you know. It reminds me of like a, a Jewish or an Arab thing where you know, like E L, like L, mm-hmm. Abuti or something like that. They'll have like a short, un uncapitalized oh. aspect of or like the 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 um the the italian de at the beginning mm, yeah, be yeah ponce de leon or whatever an like that yeah i don't know it's curious uh i guess harry s truman's middle name was s like the letter s really uh-huh i've heard that yeah i think a lot back in the day like back back i think a lot of people just they had so many kids they just at some point they just throw it out they're just picking names out of a out of a hat and whatever you know kid number eight let's just go with joe or you know or, or benjamin or who knows you know it's just the weirdest now is elon musk's son they gave him like letters and numbers yeah that's and that's uh that's well, i mean that kid was going to be screwed up regardless i mean you don't come into that situation and just end up being you that, that's a joffrey from game of thrones waiting to happen you know that's a uh that's a yeah that's not gonna end well what i don't understand is how you know we we, we people admire musk for obvious reasons i sure do mm-hmm. um for just people dream of starting a company that's successful and he started several mm-hmm. that are groundbreaking i mean it's it, 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 we'll never see it again in our lifetimes. I mean, this guy truly is one in a billion. Mm-hmm. I wonder though, if his children suffer because their dad is never there. I I, I wonder about that. Like he's sometimes, never there. Sometimes I think that the children's, a child benefits because dad isn't there. I don't know if Elon is gonna, it would be a net positive on a kid. Like, I don't know much about Elon Musk other than just basic stuff, but sometimes that type of dad or that, anyway, that, that, that strong person, that strong word driven personality is not always going to be that good with uh, the kid. Anyway, I don't know. If, if, if there's abuse and stuff, then yeah, better not to have that around. But a kid wants just naturally admires a dad. I guess he admires what, what a mom. And then I get that. I guess what I, what I'm kind of meaning is that even if it, those types of people who are super driven and super, mm-hmm. a lot of times I don't. I think they kind of. It's not that they don't have time for their kid. It's just that they kind of are always thinking of hey, other stuff is 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 on on front of mind. Sure, you know? obviously. And a kid, how are you gonna? 
be the yeah. center of focus of, 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 you know, your parent when they're changing the world or doing, you know, these world changing mm-hmm. projects and, you know, having a good nanny could go a long way, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes a kid just needs somebody there and obviously you'd want it to be the parent, you know, you, that's the default, but just he's got all sons too. So it's really, yeah, I think he has six boys. I think six boys. I think so. I think he had five boys with his first wife. I'm hearing the theme songs to Succession in my head, um, but anyway, what's that? HBO TV show about well, Succession about a rich guy and um, his kids. Oh, uh, and it's a it's 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 on the face of it, it sounds like oh man, I don't want to watch a show about a bunch of rich people talking about who's going to be the su- successor to the family fortune and the. The, the the media company is but it's a, it's it's a it's a comedy like, oh it is like it's it, well it's 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 played like a like a drama but mm-hmm. it's really making fun of mm-hmm. the situation the people and the situation and all this and it's just it's god it's so it's so good it's so we good. usually we usually prefer to watch people with money I've noticed that like the default on TV shows is people mm-hmm. with money whether it's a soap opera yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're wealthy. They have nice things. Um, there's glam. Um, when you watch any of those old period pieces in England, they're all, they have a castle. Yeah. Right. It's, 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 I don't know like wealth is the default and, well, and, and not always, but, but that seems to be the common, the default always is, is you no, know, the family's going to be some of that that we can put on tv like any of these cooking shows you know they're always a wealthy family and all that well if you think about it money is the is the kind of the is the superpower if -hmm. you have money you can move mountains you can build houses you can build castles you can fly here you can be it's basically money is the real world superpower so the more money a person has the more options you have that can kind of have the bigger options you can have and and that's um, right the more plot twists yeah, and so so speaking yeah. of that shows like that, there's a a friend of mine. We I kind of I'm always giving you suggestions of like you should watch this, you should watch this, you should watch this, and they'll send me a show, and I'm kind of yeah whatever you know. So I'm kind of a dick about the stuff, me me recommending but then not taking recommendations. So I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna watch this show. I even watched it a couple gave, gave it a couple episodes and was just kind of not in. But I thought you know, I need to be more. I need to do this you know i need to try stuff problem is the show stars someone i have disliked watching or found non-enjoyable unenjoyable for 30 years now kevin costner i do not other than tin cup i cannot there's not a kevin costner moment on screen that i've actually found charismatic or enjoyable he's the most charismatic actor to me huh jfk uh, you know, I haven't seen that in so long. I mean, there, yeah. there, look, there are probably a few here and there, but when yeah. I just think back, I think Tin Cup, I yeah. liked him in Tin Cup. That was good. But everything else, it's just a little too whatever. Costnery. Yeah. But he's in this show called the Yellowstone. Yeah. And it's about him and his ranch and, you know, Montana. I, I see that time. Yeah, whatever. And I started watching it. I realized, oh, this is just, this is succession, but played straight for drama like it's played straight this is the, this is there's no drama everybody everything in this show is taking itself super serious and super real whereas in succession the characters are taking stuff super real 
But we're all laughing because of the situations they put them in are over the top and ridiculous. And it's played for comedy. It's like, no, I wouldn't want to be this person. I would not want to live this life. This is awful. These people are terrible human beings. And yes, whereas Yellowstone, it's kind of this whole family and the been in generations and this is land and the this. And it's like, come on, man, just chill, chill. Takes it takes itself too serious. Too serious, man. You know, in a day, this day and age, it's like just glorifying money, because we know what money can get you, but money is more of a it's it's not we, we it's not the key to happiness. A certain level of money can make happiness more accessible or more stability and security makes us happy or it gives us a level of happiness. But money in itself, the extreme money, I mean, Biggie had it right, more money, more problems, you know, and that's so true. So anyway, um there is more to there is I've I've put some money in Bitcoin and I've made some money there. And obviously it's, it's, it's a good thing, bottom line, but I can't tell you how many, if you add up all the minutes I've, and hours I've spent looking at this stuff, mm-hmm. how many days of my life I've used up mm-hmm. looking at cryptocurrency stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's sad. It's sad. But, but here's the thing. Now don't, don't hate because you, you enjoy it's You've got, gotten enjoyment. It's not like you've, been punishing yourself it's, the problem is that it's beyond and yes if, if, if it's something i'm into like sports or dungeons and dragons and there, it's it's like a hobby or it's a it's a passion and i enjoy it and and, and there is an aspect of that definitely because i love the technology i love how it's changing the world mm-hmm. i love a lot about it i love a lot about it but the fact that i've got you know let's say i wasn't an investor and i had no money in there then I could still enjoy it potentially, but now I'm tied to, and I'm like, oh, I'm missing out on this, so I'm missing out on that. You really see, the, the book Rich Dad Poor Dad talks about how, um, um, I think this is the book that mentions, or one of the books that mentions that money is just exaggerating who you are already. And so that's why lottery winners end up blowing all their money kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have, they didn't have the ability to make it on their own really. So how would mm-hmm. they ever have the ability to sustain it? Yeah. It takes discipline to have money and, and it brings out. So like if there's a thousand dollars on the line that maybe I lose, or if I would have kept it in, I would have made it another $500 or something mm-hmm. like that, or, you know, it's all paper money it's you know um then it 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 brings me up or down a lot and it's, it's like wow aspect. i didn't know this was in me I, i'm not surprised it's in me because yeah. i'm an addict and this is the kind of stuff it's like a gambling thing now yeah, yeah. um but it's 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 a weight it's uh it's difficult to manage for me um so I, I'm, I'm, I'm experiencing that presently, actually. Um, and I, it makes me wonder what to do. Like, as, a, as an addict, you have to ask yourself, which things can you moderate? Which things should you just eliminate? And it's like, okay, I'm probably not going to drink. That's probably just something I can just straight up do without because it's hard for me to moderate that. Okay, but what about food? Well, I fucking better eat. Um, <laughs> so I got to learn to like eat right and not have it be like, you know, living to eat kind of, you know, not, not always having snacks and be compulsive about it. 
and money's the same way, man. Sex is the same way, right? You know, most people enjoy uh, a moderate sex life, whatever that is, right? We've got this urge to eat, to sleep, with, you know, to have sex. So you, you got to balance these things. And money is the same way nowadays. And speaking of not, like I talked about earlier when we were talking about um, um, how technology enables like new aspects and new layers of romance, like online dating and um, all these guys getting the attention of a woman on, on a, on a live stream. Um, well, well, we never had money for our entire history. And now in the last 10,000 years, we've got money. And now in the last, you know, thousand years or 2000 or whatever, like recent human history, we now have this new foreign aspect brought in called money. And it's a blessing beyond measure to have a store of value so we can have homes like this. And it's, you know, talking to you here, the technology, all that, we all know this. Um, but man, it's, it's like, it's a concept that we didn't really, we had to, we had to evolve quickly to, to understand. And a lot of people aren't good at it and I'm not, uh, but I better get the best I can at it. We let all me, need let to. Me, let me ask you because, a because we live in a world with money and especially in America. So we have to handle it well, or it's going to be a struggle. Yeah. Okay. So what, what are you, okay. You say you're not good at it. I mean, obviously you're, 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 you're good enough to live in the existence that seems pretty comfortable. Um, yeah, it's modest, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I'm not going to go there. Uh, okay. So, you know, you, what was it? How many months ago was it that you helped me set up the, uh, the cryptocurrency account that I have? How long um, ago? Boy, it, it might've been over a year ago. Was it? No. no, it was maybe, I thought it was in the spring. Okay. Anyway, let's, let's, let's just say it's been, let's say six months. I don't know. Five months, six months. Okay. I think Bitcoin was at like in the 50, 55, 58 bucks. Okay. Or something. Oh, was and that high? I have, oh, hmm. okay. Well, that's telling you where this is going to go. I haven't, I haven't looked at that in months. Cause I mean, it's just, it was a hundred bucks. It was, you know, not a, not a crazy amount, but the way I kind of operate when it, cause I, I don't like thinking about money. Like I hate thinking about money cause mm-hmm. I just, you say you're not good at it. I almost am. So it's not that I'm bad at it. I just don't enjoy thinking about it. I didn't really enjoy anything. So for me, money is this thing. If I cannot think about it, I don't, right? So I don't know how much money, I don't know what it is now. What is the value of Bitcoin now? Um, it hit 50 grand. See, it it, it, it cratered. Maybe it was four. No, it was in the 40s. It was in the, my bad. It was in the 40s, I think. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, well, this has been a really crazy year for Bitcoin. And if you're just, money. huh? I, I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 I think it's like at 48 or 49 right now. Okay. It's so maybe it's similar. Maybe it's a few yeah. dollars more. Um, if I gave it to you in the forties. Um, but it's, it's been a crazy year. It went up to 64 mm-hmm. and then it crashed in May and eventually got down in the summer to 30. Okay. So it went down by over half and now it's starting to creep back up. And I'm wondering, well, now what the hell do I do? Right. People who just buy and hold indefinitely are the ones I think that end up being the smartest without looking at it. Because we all know that over the long term, okay, we don't know an asteroid could hit the earth, 
crazy stuff happens. But if all things play out the way they are, Bitcoin will continue to grow. Right. It's it's, it's I, almost inevitable. What was I saying about uh, about the virus, about uh, about the vaccine? You're either going to feel nothing, you're going to feel a little something or you're going to die. Right. Those are the three yeah. outcomes for most things in life. And one of those outcomes is always going to be more, not always, but it's usually more likely. And with what you're saying, Bitcoin is there's going to be an asteroid that hits the earth and nothing matters. It's going to go away or it's going to keep rising. You know, and the most likely outcome, just like every, like, it's going to probably, it's just going to yeah. you know, keep rising. So what's the point of looking at it? It's, it's a long play. It's almost like stressing out over one inning of baseball. Mm-hmm. Not even, that's not even one at bat, one at bat in a game mm-hmm. in the first inning when you know that none, whatever happens here really probably doesn't matter. Unless you crank out 10 runs, it doesn't really matter. Even five runs, it doesn't matter. Cause you got- No, you're right. The, the reason why people look at it day to day is because they trade. Okay. Okay. Do you trade? I trade some, yes. I'm not a trader, although mm-hmm. I probably, according to the government, am a trader. Okay. And in, in, in so far as you gotta, be, um, you gotta, you gotta make sure you enunciate that word mm-hmm. um, properly, because to the government, if you look like a trader versus a trader, I don't know. That's I'm hearing. Yeah, well, when Bitcoin goes up, the other littler coins mm-hmm. go up a lot, and when Bitcoin falls, the other coins fall a lot okay right? they have like a whiplash effect it's like this here's bitcoin on my left hand yeah and there's the alts altcoins they call them and so if you can get them while it's going up you can you can you can do a lot better with the little ones when it's on the way up but those happen in runs and it i don't know i don't yeah i could talk all day about this stuff but it's it's really not my bag but I've I've kind of fallen in or made it my bag in a way or tried to make it fit into my is it is it real because I find it I mean I think that uh okay so I don't know why I can't just talk about something directly I gotta pull in analogies to come complicated or you know uh, mostly but it's like playing fantasy sports fantasy football my favorite, the favorite thing I, I would do, my favorite part about it was finding the hidden gem before mm-hmm. he was known, you know, get the mm-hmm. guy, have a hunch on a person, pick him up the week or two before he has an opportunity to, to do something. And then when they do something, you got them for free. And now the value is through the roof, like buying super low. And then it doesn't take a whole lot of, but once the dude becomes a star, all you, you have to phone, you overpay. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, the value is, is there's no value in him, right? There, or, or his value has been maxed out to the point where if you get him, you have to overpay. Like, you know, it's a bad investment, mm-hmm. really. So what at this point, is there something out there that's kind of, like, what what are they, are you looking into things that aren't, are super low or super unknown or super, you know? Yeah, I'm always, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of the treasure hunting aspect of it. You're always looking for ones that are up and coming. Look, this space is so new. There's going to be a, there's going to be not countless, but there are going to be a lot more opportunities for upstarts. Like they happen every year. They happen all the time. Just this year, there have been several companies, cryptocurrencies that have 
shot through the roof. You know, you would have, you put in a thousand dollars, you're going to walk away with 50,000. I think what I think at some point we should, we should diversify, we should diversify my hundred dollars or whatever, my, my 75 bucks I have left into another, into, you know, a more, a newer, that's more, I'm more of a, you know, long shot type of fellow. Mm. I'm a risk it all type of guy, you know? Well, if you want to go there, you certainly can. There's, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of, it's, it's the sky's the limit. I mean, it's, it's, there's an endless sea of new startups in this space, all trying to make it. And some, some do great. I don't know. It's, it's. Let's see. Okay. Here's where you're about to think. And I'm going to not think, I think the next time we, we are on here, we need to have, uh, and if you don't mind, help me out with maybe five to seven uh, companies and I'm just going to roll the dice. And wherever All right. Well, you have to throw a little bit of money down then because that hundred bucks isn't going to go very far. That's fine. Well, what, what I, I mean, I just want to, I just, I want to have all these and do no research and just pick one and then go with it. One issue with that is you're limited on what you can get on Coinbase because Coinbase only has say 30 or 40 different tokens. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be 30 or 40 that are already established. Um, so they're not going to be those bench players that suddenly become stars. If you want to go get the bench players, so to speak, mm-hmm. you have to um, go on and uh, on, move it to another exchange, which you can do. No, I can I help you set it. up. And it's then that's where you can find the little ones. It's that's where you can. Okay. And that's what I do. I, 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 I trade on this, um, this decentralized it's it's not a company it's a well it might be a dark web without you're in the dark web uh, no no not at all not at all not at all but it's it's um no it's very popular actually but it's it's also got a lot more there Mm -hmm. to trade um so i would have to instruct you on setting up a wallet there okay too much work I'm, i'm 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 just gonna stay with my bitcoin i guess that's probably the best, and it's a really good bet, uh, in fact, okay. uh, especially if you're playing it over the years game. Okay. Yeah, I've never had patience for, the, uh, for, for that kind of stuff. So, but I, that's why I forget about it. I just let it, I, I let, let it just do its thing, and then I come back, and I'm a hundred air, you know? You know? My, my, my hundreds turned into 150, and I'm just kind of, you know, what I do with all this extra cash. <laughs> So this, there you go. Yeah. So this said, yeah. Break it down to ones. Let's go have some fun. Let's do this. Let's go find some, some, some Ramas, right? <laughs> Many yeah. fives for her. Yeah. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, man. So, uh, so this has been the most. This has just been a conversation. This is kind of what what I first was kind of thinking about these. It was because we just had conversations like this on the phone and. I thought it'd be nice to just convert them. And this feels just like it's been the most organic, you know, conversation we've had. And after the last one, I think we kind of needed just a good talk. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, mm-hmm. Is there anything that, what, I know you released a video. Is there anything you kind of wanted to, to talk about on this? Cause I wrote notes, but uh, whatever, you know, nothing big. Head to my channel. It's a nice little interview with a guy I, uh, I talked to in Houston who was homeless and now he's got a home. Mm-hmm. So like I wrote, 
when I shared this video out there on social media, I said, once in a while, an interview about homelessness is a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy was kind of a no nonsense, uh, serious, um, but, but, but approachable, um, definitely, you know, had some passion behind his voice and, you know, you got to want it, he said, and, uh, you know, you got to stop your whining and your crying. No one's going to care about that. You got to, you know, he kind of have a coach pep talk kind of thing. Yeah. But then the interview ends on a nice, uh, on a more of a, um, I guess, considerate note when he says, but hey, for all of you out there that aren't in these shoes, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so when someone asks you for money, don't think they're just going to go and get drugs with it. They might just need that meal, mm-hmm. you know? So he, he, you know, it, it ends by enforcing the, uh, the, the compassionate side of things. So I liked it. Yeah. Um, and I put it out yesterday and I don't know, maybe, maybe the right person will see it who is on the street. I don't know. Or, or who's struggling or sleeping on someone's couch or just not doing super well. And, and he gave kind of a, you got to want it. The opportunity is there, but if you hesitate, you know, it was, it was a, it was a motivational. He made yeah. a good, uh, a good, um, uh, Oh my God. What is it? Uh, who's, what, what's the little league football, football kind of a uh, pop one. He'd be a good pop Warner mm. football coach. He was, yeah. the kids he was just, there was a little bit of compassion, but mostly it was uh you got to earn it. You got to want it. You got to do it. It's on you, you know, get up. Do you want to score? Mm-hmm. You know? So it was, he was very, um, yeah, straight, for old school, I guess old school. It's very old school in his his approach. Yeah, it was a really good man on the street kind of mm-hmm. kind of interview. He, he gave a, a really nice impromptu uh, conversation. Yeah, and it was and it was just you know five five and a half minutes, maybe six minutes, and yeah, it was definitely worth worth the time because you just get a little little hit of like, okay, this is what's what this is just a a nice little moment, you know, and a, and a nice interview and it's just kind of nice, you know? Yeah. Like, not groundbreaking, like just a nice, clean perspective. That's, that's a little refreshing, honestly, to, yeah. to, 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 to hear. Uh, so yeah, check that out. And, um, I'll keep put, putting out old, I got, I got material like that. I have interviewed several people over the years and I'll keep putting out these interviews, uh, you know, at the very least. And, and then we'll keep talking to Bill mm-hmm. about, about the, uh, soon to be much hyped Bill Four. <laughs> well, we're, 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 we're going to nail down a weekend here. Um, in fact, I'll reach out to them today and uh, try to try to nail down a weekend here. We got to figure this out, whether it's yeah. the end of September or, or, or it, probably in October at this point, maybe like the second weekend in October or something. I'm imagining some artwork of uh, Bill and Joe's Excellent Adventure. Uh, a, a, a you know bogus journey. Uh, one of the depending how it goes. <laughs> this series is getting so big; it needs its own artwork. Yeah, we, we give it. Yeah, yeah, but a play on the on Bill and Ted's uh, you know excellent adventure. We could. Uh, well, I could even maybe try to find someone who knows Photoshop well enough to cut off Bill and Joe's heads and put them on Bill and Ted's body. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm you know I that's definitely not my my forte, but uh, I think it will be kind of kind of fun and. Uh, yeah, because I bet the poster. Actually, speaking of Google stuff, I'm gonna look up the poster real quick. And uh, for Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. And well, they just did the new one. Um, oh man. They did. I, I, I was wondering what uh 
What we are in a we are in a um yeah a black hole of art nowadays. You may disagree, but I, no, I well okay. What I I think is Bill and Ted three and and Matrix four. I I already know they're going to be awful movies. Well, I Bill and Ted came and went. I mean, it happened. It it just it's already been out. But uh, but yeah, I'm looking at the poster now, and I think we could definitely do something good with the uh with the artwork uh for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Whoa. Um, yeah, I mean, if we wanted, because there's even George Carlin is there, like he's on he's on the poster. And that would be kind of you in the uh, we put you on George uh-huh. Carlin, you know? That's right. He was in those movies. Yeah, Rufus. Uh, was that his name? I think so. Yeah. That movie back in you know back in the '90s when this thing came, out, I think I was probably in the eighth grade or something like that, seventh or eighth grade, eighth, eighth. Anyway, everybody go to the movies. You know, every Friday that was a thing, and we had uh, I can't think of it. It was just our, one of our local movie theaters. And I went to that because that was the thing. You go to the movie and you hang with your buddies and then you just go home afterwards. But I saw that movie three or four times because uh, it was just out for so long and it was just fun. But we'd go to the damn Carmike, Carmike Theater, uh, Carmike Cinemas. And we'd go see Bill and Ted like over and over. The movies used to, the movies as a kid, they, like now I go to the movies and it's fine. I mean, not that I go off and I went a couple weeks ago, but anyway. Movies as a kid was an event. I mean, it was a uh, it was real. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was exciting. Exciting. I remember all. I remember most of the movies I saw. I love one of the movies. Going into them, you know, and how it just felt. It was an experience. I love yeah. going in the theater, and and I, I mean, when the preview started, it was exciting. Yeah. yeah, it was a big deal, and we didn't have a lot of money. We were quite. We had we had very modest means, so we we rarely went to movies. Yeah. And when we went, it was so. I don't know. I mean, you take away the the rarity of something and it becomes, you know, less less valuable. Obviously, that's just supply and demand. But so now. I mean, watching a movie, movies are so plentiful and they're coming out all the time and all these platforms. And, you know, there's just the the, the proliferation of, of, of film is is has so much larger. And I mean, I, I made a documentary and put it on YouTube, you know, like mm-hmm. the idea of things going to theaters and it's all changing and it's all eventually, I think to the good yeah. but right now it's, it's sort of taking away a little bit of the, the, the value. I don't know what AMC is going to do. I don't know what these movie com- movie theater yeah. companies are going to do. I, well, I think what movie, did, what movie did you see? A free guy. I saw free guy. Oh, okay. It's the Ryan Reynolds movie. It was actually really good. I really enjoyed it. There were parts of it where I thought there was one character that just didn't really work for me, but overall, I thought it was really good. Ryan Reynolds is just he's just great on 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 screen. Uh, he's the anti uh Kevin Costner. He has charisma mm-hmm. even when he's not trying to. He's just a charismatic dude. Mm-hmm. And uh the movie's really good. But I, you know, I think the mentality that's really screwed up movies it's not necessarily I mean, obviously we we keep remaking stuff and 18 different versions of the thing, but, uh, or sequels. But I don't think that inherently is the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue with movies, and this is Marvel, what Marvel has perfected, is that at some point in every movie, you realize the movie is a commercial for the next movie. Mm. Now what's happening in the movie is very much, it's not that, it's inconsequential, it's just a commercial. You know, and they do the teasers at the end. And so it's one thing to watch a movie that feels like this is a whole version of a thing. 
and you leave and then you then there's a sequel that's a whole nut like but to to in the movie you know oh this is all building to this other thing like i watched loki on disney plus or whatever which i really enjoyed and i thought that was for the most part a pretty self-contained actually it sounds kind of funny that because it, it wasn't but it, fe it felt like i'm in i'm on this journey with this character and it's it's i'm learning new things and it's cool and at the end of it obviously there's kind of like oh well what happens next but actually i don't know i'm kind of contradicting myself i'll just put it this way all of it feels at some point like a commercial for the next thing no matter mm -hmm. how much i'm enjoying it in the moment it feels like a commercial for the next thing um, whereas movies in back in the day you did even back to the future was the first movie I remember having that tease at the end you know where it ends where they're going somewhere and like roads where we're going we don't need roads that's an awesome tease but it had nothing to do it didn't diminish the movie mm -hmm. you got mm -hmm. the whole movie and then well with the with again with the with the the reduced cost of the technology and the increased capability of the internet we all love the series now. Like that's almost, it's not standard, but it's, it's very common. Yeah. The, the, the ease with which stuff is released um, means we want to extend it. I have series. It's, it's yeah. harder to have a self, like you said, self-contained. Mm -hmm. And the same things happen with music too. Yeah. You know, when's the last time an album, a big, we, we anticipated an album as a contained work of art. And now it's like, I have a new song. I'm going to stream it. Like, the the desire to get it out yeah it's so easy i mean i could even just play it before it's even finished in the studio mm. to, to play like a rough cut of it on instagram and get 14 yeah. million views so that's again it's it's the internet changing everything yeah um it, it'll it'll settle down we'll we'll our, artists will remember you know, it, it was actually beneficial to hold off on releasing stuff too early mm -hmm. until we had it really good and until we maybe put it together with a few other things. And then there will be a, another heyday, I think, of, of albums and, 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 and one self-contained, you know, works of film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now it's just sort of loosey well, the, the thing, t TV has become the new self-contained it's almost TV used to be 24 episodes was it was a default for a season. Like you put 24 episodes out and, and at a 24 episodes, uh, four of them are excellent. Five of them are good. You know, most of them are whatever forgettable. And then a few are just truly bad because you just, it's hard to fill that much space. But now what T most TV's doing is they're down to 10 episodes, not most, but non network you know, Amazon, whatever, they're all, they're mostly six to 10 episodes. They're mm -hmm. crisp, they're tight. It's not a lot of mm -hmm. filler and you mm -hmm. get to enjoy the experience and then, then you're done. Like just last week, um, HBO show, uh, The White Lotus, which was a very interesting journey. It was uh, six episodes mm -hmm. and it had all this stuff going on. And at the end of it, it was just done. And I think it might be an anthology where they do another one, but it's a, it'll be a different cast, but it's kind of, those are kind of the new versions of movies. Now they're these, yeah. they're, they're kind of self-contained. And then even if there's another season, a lot of times the, each season is kind of its thing. But as far as music, I want to say one quick thing about the album. I'm kind of, if we really think about so much stuff we romanticize about the past, I think mm -hmm. albums as a whole, we romanticize them. Because I think if we were really honest, even the artists we liked, 
if they put out an album that had 10 songs on it, we're only liking half of the songs. The rest of them, we may talk ourselves into liking over time because we love the artist. Mm -hmm. But most albums were 50% good, 50% kind of blah. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of with the singles and culture we're in, we're kind of cutting out the crap. And, True. and the albums I, re- I recall, there are about five or six albums, five, five, whatever, there are a handful of albums I think back to that to me were magical because mm-hmm. they were getting basically 80% of the album was, was good, was mm-hmm. awesome. So those that, but those were far and few between. Most albums sucked. Like I'm a huge Prince fan, but if I look back at his albums, some of them are just, not good like there's a couple songs that are standouts or whatever but and he did so much that he did just took a small percentage to have a whole lot of good music but most of his albums i mean the album released after purple rain it's called around the world in a day it had um a raspberry beret was the main song on that album but if you listen to that album and you think this comes on the hills of purple rain you're just like what is what is going on is he trying to get people to not like him you know it's just Anyway, but most albums were, I think, were like that. And now we want we we romanticize, oh, the album, but no, most albums pretty shitty. And the and, and and the only reason we liked them is because we couldn't afford another CD. I had two CDs and I either I like what's on them or I don't listen to anything. So well, hopefully we can have the best of both worlds. And yeah. maybe maybe we romanticize going to the movie too, then. You know, we spent a lot of money on overpriced food and now we can watch it in our home. And, yeah. you know, we had to drive through rain. I mean, who knows? Maybe we're romanticizing having to go out of our way just to watch a movie, whereas now it's all streamed at our convenience. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. there's that, too. But but um, yeah, yeah, you're right, because I'm thinking of the of the great albums. You know, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of the great albums, especially ones where it's a work of art, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's far and few between. Like, and and if we're real, like I said, if we're really honest, a lot of that shit we liked, it was just the repetition because we had, we listened over and over, and eventually you find a little part of it that you kind of can grab onto that's kind of cool. But so, what were what was what were a few albums from back in the day that you that, that what albums that you look back on as kind of perfect albums or you know close to perfect? Um. Again, it's 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 personal, right? Because I grew, I was in ninth grade when I bought "Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness" by Smashing Pumpkins. You did the the two two cassette. The, there was a double cassette, double CD at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I mean, it ends with the same melody on the piano as it it, it starts the way it ends, and it's two CDs. Mm-hmm. Like so, it's a true huge epic mm-hmm. work of art, and the album. Um, the sleeve and the, you know the lyrics and the font, yeah. And uh, I mean, it 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 was a wonderful. Nineteen seventy nine. If I hear that now, it still it still feels new to me. There are some songs that always feel new, and that is one of them. I love that song. What, what is the uh, what is what's the song they did the video with the moon? What is that? Um, tonight, 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 tonight. Yeah. That song. That song and uh, I'd out of it too. I mean, there are more obviously, but those two just, I remember getting, I was, I was a freshman in college and I remember it was winter and I was driving my purple Honda Civic around in the winter, looking at Christmas lights in this rich neighborhood called Nichols Hills. I don't know what came over me. At that point in my life, I was 19, 18, whatever, 18. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke cigarettes. I didn't smoke. We didn't do anything. I was just, 
straight and arrow, straight, whatever. For some, some reason, I I wanted to buy. I I, I went into the, to the grocery to this. I put on the grocery store and I bought a pack of cigarettes, pack of Marlboro Lights, and I got in my car. Right, cost two dollars. Yeah, two two thirteen because it was dollar ninety nine for a pack of cigarettes back then. So I sold Those them at my grocery store. So they were dollar ninety nine. I remember. I wow. remember it. Um, it's like stamps for um a pack a a, a, a thing that stamps for six six dollars and forty cents. So anyway, um. This is 32 cents. Anyway, I get my cigarettes, I get in my car, crack my window, light it up, and I'm driving, trying to have this peaceful drive, but I'm listening to Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy Infant Sadness, going into Nichols Hills, and I light this thing up, take a drag, and I immediately just start shaking. Like the nicotine hits this virgin body, and I'm just kind of, and I have to, I smoke maybe two drags and had to throw, it had a, a put it out, you know, and I put the suits in my glove box and they were there for who knows how much longer, but I, I had to pull over and just like come down before I could even mm-hmm. keep going. And at that mm-hmm. point, I'm like, okay, this shit is not for me. Um, but that was all connected. Christmas, Nichols Hills, cigarettes, 1979. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. All that's, very, that's very 1979. It was, you know. <laughs> that, that's the song's all about. It's never time at all. Well, that's tonight. Tonight, no, but tonight's tonight. Yeah, that was what. Uh, but nineteen seventy nine is about yeah. is, is about teenagers going around and just acting crazy and silly and. Yes. It's that's a beautiful funny. time. It can be Why a beautiful you time. Me? Have you heard of uh, you know the musician M eighty three? Have you heard of M eighty three? Yeah, I um, you know, speaking of the joy of the internet and and what it's done to help music is um, I never would have found an artist like M83, if not, I think for Pandora at the time, I was listening yeah. to Pandora and then up came that song uh, or one of the songs from that Kim group. And Jesse? Have you, is that the song? Have you heard Kim and Jesse? Cause it's very much that same vibe as 1979. I love it. Kim and no, Jesse. does M does M83 have midnight city? Yes. Yes. So that was the, the album after the one uh, sat the one, yeah, yeah, but that one, that that's a double album that has all sorts of just dun, all sorts of crazy stuff. But there's a song called Kim and Jesse that's kind of a descendant of 1979. Mm. So if you want to listen to that, okay, check check out Kim and Jesse. It's really cool. And that song called Graveyard Girl. But anyway, those two songs are very 1979. But anyway, what what did, oh I asked you what album was uh yeah, yeah that's that that's that's a good there's others. Um I was into the grunge and 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 then it got into hard rock late, late, you know, into the, throughout, through, through the whole nineties decade was, was my prime, like soaking in. I was a sponge for music. And t- tool. It seemed like you would have a tool phase. Yeah. I still, I still do. And in fact, that was the last album I bought two <laughs> years ago, two years ago, almost to the day they came out with uh, their new album. Yeah. And it's, it's not as, I don't think it's, it's, it's as good as the others, but it's still amazing. Yeah. Um, and when that album dropped, mm-hmm. as they say, uh, released, you know, mm-hmm. drop that uh, I bought it like the first day. Mm-hmm. That, that's the last time. And it may be the last time I do that. I don't know. We'll see. I hope yeah. it's not. I, I, I like I like getting excited for, for music, but it's been a long time. It's rare. It's, it's very rare. It's uh, I've been doing this thing. So when I'm at the uh, at the cannabis store where I'm taking photos of product photos, I'm there all I'm there for hours on end. And there's most people work there young, um, 
and they but they play stuff off of uh, Sonos. They have these playlists, so they play all this you know music that I really wouldn't hear. Just that know, surprises me. I thought there would have been a lot of senior citizens working there. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, I, I, that's that's sarcasm. I, I, I'm getting uh, yeah. No, we have we have plenty of senior citizens who come in to get the yeah. Medicine. I've heard actually, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, but so but I just sit there with Shazam on, or Shazam right there at the at the ready. I mean, when a song comes on, it's kind of cool. Bam, mm-hmm. bam, bam. So I've made this playlist. It's almost up to a hundred songs, and it's not. It's stuff too to where I've kind of found. I've taken. I've jumped. I've taken what they. What I've heard is kind of the jump off point. Like, okay, this person. Let me see what else else they've done. But I've made this playlist, and it's just all because I've been just shazamming what the kids are listening to. And there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Some of it's it's not. It's not what we're used to, but it's still good in its own way. So I've kind of had a musical renaissance of the summer, you know. That's that's part of my problem. I'm not I'm not connected to the music scene. I all I know of music nowadays is what I see shown to me. Yeah. And it's not going to be reflective of what's probably the best stuff. Yeah. Yeah, music it's uh, but there there is. I mean, there's a lot of just but just kind of back to everything. There's a lot of stuff. It's just there's I think if if we're being honest about it, there's be- there's better stuff being made now than probably at any. Okay, this isn't right. There's a lot of really really good stuff being made. It's just that there's so much stuff. It's hard to to find the gems. There's there's a whole lot. There's a lot a lot more hay, and there's a lot more needles, but there's a lot more hay, mm-hmm. and it's harder to find those needles because I mean there's a lot of artists that are putting out stuff that it's better than anything I listen to. I mean, for the most part, there's just a lot, a lot of talent out there. And if I would've got this as a kid, I'd have been just as hype on it as I was the stuff I was listening to. It's just harder to find. I mean, I've gotten um, to where there's this, there's this group called Broken Social Scene. They're out of Canada. They're this kind of collective of musicians and they started back in 99. And all of their people do their own projects, their own side projects, personal projects, whatever. And though that, that group, like this band here on the wall, I have uh, posters of uh, called Stars. They're an offshoot of that. And some of their music is just some of my all-time favorite stuff. And not just because it's new, but because of it just hits me in a certain way. So anyway, they're kind of this huge jump-off point for me that I think this is amazing. If I'd had this when I was younger and not just listen to Casey Kasem's Top 40, you know? I mean, think about some of the stuff we listened to back in the day and we loved it. That was just awful, you know? But it was just kind of, I get knocked down. When I get up again, you're never gonna keep me. I mean, it's catchy. I actually do still like like that stuff, but it's just kind of what what is this, man? Is it what is this? Well, it's all top forty stuff. It's it's always gonna be cheesy in hindsight. I know. Um, maybe not always cheesy in hindsight. Some top forty hits are legitimately stand the test of time. I don't know. I maybe it's about genre too. I don't know what kind of music stars is, but when you think of like hard rock. Mm-hmm there just doesn't seem to be any output that's, that's impactful anymore. And I, I have, I have a buddy whose kids are in like youth hockey. Mm-hmm. And I said, do they still listen to hard rock in like the locker room and pump? He's like, yeah, but it's ACDC. Uh, like, like they, they yeah. still, in other words, they still play what we, what we played mm-hmm. like, cause there hasn't been another. Okay. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I, and I would like, if you, if you're okay with this, I would like to, uh, to challenge you to listen to a couple of things before we talk next, okay? Sure, sure. You have a pen, can you make a note? I could just send this to you, but actually I'll send you, 
No, actually, this will be more organic. Okay. Okay, go There's ahead. A band, um, called okay. This is a weird name, but it's called Greta, like G R E T A. Yeah. Van Fleet. I've heard. I've heard of of that. Okay. Have you heard any of the music that you know of? I've heard the music, but I don't recall it now. Okay. So I would. Um, there are two songs I'll, I'll I'll recommend, and then check those out, and then jump off from there. But um, they're going to instantly remind you of a very famous band. Uh, but okay, check out the song Safari Song. Okay. And Black Smoke Rising. Okay. And I'd like to uh, to hear what you think about those. And if you want any, any extra stuff, the M83, great uh, Jesse, Kim and Jesse. That's a that's kind of like I said, the Kim and Jesse's from M83 is interesting. But but yeah, Greta Van Fleet. Start with those. Just check those out. Because and this is something I heard. I'd heard of them. I'd even heard a song, but I'd forgotten they existed until I shazammed it in the, the weed store. So maybe we can both benefit from the youth musically. So I'm yeah. open. We'll see. And it's if you want rock, they got rock. Um, okay, let's see. Any anything anything we uh we want to touch on? I don't think so. This has been good. I think think this is uh this has been a good what is it, a good uh bookend. Not even a good book, a good, mm-hmm. good re- reset, a good palate cleanser, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good that was a good discussion we had. People appreciated it. Um, but yeah, now it's time to lighten up a little. But hey, we can always we maybe next week we'll go back into, into it. Well, you'll have next time we talk, you will have had your second shot, right? Yeah, we'll see how I feel. Yeah. We need to have we need to uh we need to set what we should do is we should set up a camera um this setup next to your bed so that when you're on death's doorstep you, we can do the call and you're like okay well you know a lot of people wouldn't think that's funny a lot no, of people who are afraid of the vaccine i know but but the but the, the, the funny part to me is that it's not gonna be a problem it's not gonna like the boogeyman yeah you know actually that's whatever you'll be just fine you won't well, you will not be on death's doorstep next week and if you are i apologize <laughs> but if not i'm not gonna apologize Is that, that uh, it's 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 crazy how little is certain if you really take all sides into consideration i mean there are people there's one famous one well-known uh guy who's become I don't know if he's the go-to guy, but he's a go-to guy on Twitter for all vaccine skepticism Mm -hmm. and his army of followers. And it's not all nonsense, Paul. He's he's not Alex Jones. He actually does the research. Like he really, and um, if you, if you really fall into that camp, then you're like, I'm never taking that vaccine. Right. And then if you're not in that camp and you're in other camps, like say the mainstream camp or whatever you want to say, then you're like, well, of course I'm going to take the vet. I follow another guy named Eric Topol, T-O-P-O-L. And I think the other guy's name is Alex Sorensen. I don't know. I think it's important. Like the Topol guy, he's a hundred percent pro vaccine. I mean, he's, 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 he's a reputable um, researcher and he's like the go or a go-to guy. For, for research on vaccine efficacy. And he's clear about where it's not doing as good a job as they hoped, like in Israel. 
but he's also like, but still get your vaccine. It's still a huge benefit. So it's, it's funny trying to read both of those and understand them as both being somewhat true in their own way. It's, 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 it's a crazy time. It's a I crazy think, time. I think that what I, what I do now more my old age or older age, my middle age, is I try not to overthink things that really, it's kind of like, if I think on it for an hour and then I think about it for 24 hours and I come to the same outcome, why did I waste the extra 23 hours when I just, when I'm going to come to the same outcome? The You're way right. I, I, I'm looking at it all is a statistical based thing. And there are people in this world who are sitting at the blackjack table who get two tens and they're like, I'm golden. I'm sitting there with two tens. I got 20. The gold is get 21. I'm good. And then there are people who take those two tens and they split them. Okay. And then they get, you know, they bust on one and then they end up with 16 on the other. And then, and the dealer's got 18. Like they make it more complicated than it has to be, you know, not saying you're going to, anyway, mm-hmm. the analogies falls apart the more I go with it, but I'm a dude mm-hmm. who I see where give me the 20 all day and then I'll just go about my life. Mm-hmm. I don't need to try to get to 21. I don't need to wonder if 20 is enough. I'm good. And mm-hmm. then I move on to other stuff. So I, I think that getting the vaccine is you got Delta 20. Mm-hmm. Just that, oh, that's it. Like you, you've got better odds than you would if you didn't. And let's just move on or let's just, let the chips fall where they may. And now there's somebody who gets 20 in the deal of deals himself a blackjack. Well, there you go. That's life. But you still played the hand the right way. That's all we can do is try to play the hand the right way. Don't get cute about it. Just do the thing. When you're on the one yard line, just run it in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Don't play action, bootleg, mm-hmm. just run. Say, Hey, this is the best odds. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. So no, I'm with you. I um, I, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think there's a better hand to have. I mean, I don't think you can explain to me a better hand than a twenty. I mean, you can't talk me out of you can't talk me out of just staying pat on a twenty. You just can't, right? They 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 would argue it's not a twenty. It's okay. The alternative, okay, if you just put it as a non-vaccinated versus vaccinated vaccinated is is definitely a 20 when you're looking at the people dying and the percentage of people dying from covid Vaccine, vac- vaccinated is a 20 for some people it's it's a no-brainer for some we don't need to go back and debate this but but yeah it's it's the vast it's, majority of of people it's a 20 now for people who can't like look i'm talking about people who who have no who who can just who are free to take it, who have the mm-hmm. option to just, who are normal human beings, normal health wise, just in the rain, whatever, just take it, it's 20. Obviously there are people who don't, who are special cases. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, 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 mm-hmm. everything I've heard, it seems like it's a 20. I hope I it is. I hope it is. I, I, don't, I don't think it's gonna end up being a 20. That's the way it seems to be going though. Where if, de- if death is the is the measuring stick, I think it's the twenty. I think in time it'll it'll be shown that it, it helped. But now that they're asking for a third, I wouldn't be surprised if they end up asking for a fourth or if they 
say, okay, well, this is a better one. Like I, I see a lot of um, chasing tail or <laughs> that sounds like going after women, yeah. um, dog chasing tail, or I don't know. There's, there's something well, to this if, that if it just doesn't, there, 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 there's no end in sight. Like a 20 usually is an end. 20 oh, well, is like, okay, well, I'm good. It's an end. It, well, I guess, I guess the way I see it is that, yeah, there's a lot of, well, this is some shit that just, it, it ha, it's a, it's a thing now in our existence, in our world. Mm-hmm. And we have a, we have a way of kind of protecting ourselves against it. And if we have to keep protecting ourselves, then so be it. It's like a flu shot every year, whatever we have to, we, we should keep doing this thing. And if all I got to do is take a few hours or an hour out of my day, once a year or whatever and go get it, then I still mm-hmm. think that's a win from a scientific standpoint. That's a win versus just not and being, I don't know. It's not ideal, mm-hmm. but neither is catching COVID and, you know, risking long-term effects from that. Whereas now, anyway, we have been there. We were wrapping yeah. this up and then we get into it. But but no, I I applaud you for, for, for you know, for your um for staying in it and looking at it and researching and hearing different perspectives but the way i kind of look at it is that hearing it i don't think it's going to do me any good to um to listen to people talk about this when from anecdotal with their anecdotal Mm -hmm. experiences um when there's when there when when you show me numbers that that kind of change that, that that bring more vaccinated and non-vaccinated in the same sphere then great like if 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 it ever gets to be under 90 percent of people dying are non-vaccinated then if it gets to if it keeps decreasing then let's talk but as long as it's in the 90s i don't know I think it is um do, are you on twitter ever i don't really get on there too much anymore no because i i just i really don't it's not a place for conversation it's, it's mm-hmm. a place to talk shit and to, and to have fun talking shit about things, non-serious things, but it's not a place to have a serious conversation. Um, and also too, man, everybody's monetizing shit these days. Like I don't really, people who have these platforms, they're chasing more followers and more money and they're saying stuff just to get likes and follows and this and that. And it, it, it's, it, I don't, Popularity to me is a sign of a of a almost popularity on social media is almost sign of a hustle these days. So and I and I don't know. I I just don't I don't know. Yeah. I don't I well, don't find any benefit in it. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of suggesting that guy or even both of those guys and kind of I but, can't. I could know I could because it because also it when I find when I put myself in a situation like the good thing about this is that we can talk. I can voice my opinion, yep. voice your opinion, and when I'm done, I, whatever, it's out. Mm-hmm. When I listen to people talk about topics that get me heated, and I have no way of interjecting myself into the conversation, it almost becomes more frustrating. That's why I mm-hmm. love podcasts where I'm learning stuff or listening to people talk about things I don't know, mm-hmm. and. Or people who, or, or there's someone who represents kind of my opinion, so that even though I'm not able to talk, someone's kind of got me, got my thoughts in there. But just listening to people, especially, I, I don't know, especially this topic, I'm just, you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, we got to hang in there because the topic's not going away. I think that's one certainty. 
So there was a kid, there was, there was a dude I worked with yesterday, or, or a kid who, um, actually this, I don't even know if I should say this, but I'm going to say it. We can end on this. Okay. I, I, actually, so I don't, okay, I don't know how this is that. You tell me what I, what I should have done. So I'm at work, and there's this kid who works there, a young dude, but he's a real cool dude. And he reached out, he, he was feeling sick, so he stayed home from work yesterday. You know, COVID-y type symptoms. And I'm sitting there at work and he reaches, he texts me and we don't, we've never hung out outside of work. I mean, we'll text here and there, just little things, but you know, we're not really that tight, but he's a cool dude. And he says, Hey man, I know it's a long shot, but I'm feeling like crap and I need a ride to the, um, to the uh, urgent care. Cause I'm feeling really bad. Any chance you could get, give me a ride. I understand if you can't, but any chance you could. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, this kid, chance he's got COVID he's, but he's feeling really bad. He can't get himself to the doctor. What do I do? He's like, I'll mask up. If I'm like, well, I got my mom, I'm vaccinated, but I'm not trying to give some direct exposure to this because it's not just me. It's, it's whatever. It's all of it. So I tell him I can't, you know, and I asked him, well, so then, then I'm thinking, well, can you Uber, you know, there, but then I think, well, the, putting the Uber driver in harm's way, is is that cool? Um, I don't know. But he said his Uber, uh, he, his, he had a problem with his credit card, so he couldn't get an Uber. It's like, well, hey, man, if you want, I'll get you an Uber, you know? So I ended up getting him an Uber, and he got to the place. I haven't heard from him since, um, but I got him an Uber. So mm-hmm. I thought, well, that was a good compromise. I mean, that's the best I could do. But then I thought, well, purposefully putting someone who could have COVID into the backseat of an Uber car is that... Yeah, but the Uber drivers, they're they're aware of this risk. They, they have, and 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 especially when he picks up the Uber driver picks up someone going to the urgent care. Yes, yes, you're right. So it so it did all the, the, the they knew that something was happening. Um they they I think they wear masks. They um they'll have their guests wear masks. Yeah. And they sanitize the car. Like I it's going to be less chance of transmission from the Uber driver than from you, I believe. And so, so I think that was to you. Yes. That was the, that was the right way to do that. Right. I think that's a good way to handle it. Yeah. Best case, you know, you, you went above and beyond what you had to do. That's for sure. Yeah. So good kid. And I just wanted to do what I could for him. Yeah. I think, I think you, you went above and beyond what you had to do. So either way you did, you did a good thing. Okay. Okay. Well, I try, you know, it, it's, it's like you said, it's going to be here with this and you do the best you can. And that's, yep. that's the best out situation. I, I best way to handle I could come up with, but anyway. that's life nowadays. Just walk around the cracks, dodge the bullets. Mm-hmm. Watch your ass. There you go. Yes. Okay. And on that note, watch your ass. Okay. And watch, wash it and watch it. Okay. There you go. Okay. Thanks, Brandon. All right, man. We'll see you. Yep.